0: Hi, I'm Kelsey Zeiser. Welcome to What's the Story, a short podcast from light reading where we take a step back from the most significant topics in telecom to tell you the latest news, how we got here, what it all means, and what to expect next. Today, I'm talking with Mike Dano about Cox Communications and its new mobile service. Mike explains why this mobile service was a long time coming, why T-Mobile tried to slow Cox's deployment with a lawsuit, which service provider Cox ultimately chose to partner with on the mobile service, and more. All right, Mike, welcome back to What's the Story? Yo, Kelsey,
1: thanks for having me. What's up?
0: I see you're... You're reporting live from a birdhouse today.
1: Uh huh. I'm this is my summer of travel. So where am I today?
0: I can't, I can't it just even. looks like there's a birdhouse behind you. I, I know, know those listening right. can't. I mean, can't I can't mean, see I mean, the wonderment that I'm seeing, but
1: a family member's guest bedroom, replete with all of their old <laughs> kid stuff. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: But the um, well, I'm glad to say see that you're, um, you know, you have a wonderful five star. <laughs> place to say, yeah.
1: And definitely. if my and if my, my in laws are listening, it's great here. It's yeah. good. Yes, the food is free. Everyone should try
0: it. Yeah, free yeah. place to stay, free food. That is a plus. If, yeah. I mean, even if you have to like move some bird, bird houses out of the way. Yeah, exactly. It's not a problem. <laughs> <laughs> Wanted to talk to you about your latest on um, Cox's uh, mobile service that they're launching. What's going on there? And uh, give us a little background on maybe some of the struggles that oh, yeah. like, they've overcome.
1: Yeah, for sure. To a
0: mobile service.
1: This is a long and windy road for Cox, that's for sure. Um, It's like a
0: Sheryl Crow song.
1: (laughs) It really is. Yeah, it's a Grateful Dead for sure or something. Somebody, all right, is singing about the travails of cable company Cox entering the mobile industry. Um, So, so yeah, let's see. I think we should start. Let's start way at the beginning in the before times. Uh, So circa 2010, Uh, back uh, more than a decade ago, Cox uh, built its own wireless network and it had 700 megahertz spectrum and it got equipment from China's Huawei and it built a straight up 3g network um, across parts of its cable footprint. Um, And it also had a roaming agreement with Sprint. Um, And it operated that network for a few years. In fact, uh, uh, Stephen by who is now, uh, one of the top executives at dish network. Uh, he, he helped run, uh, Cox's, uh, first 3g mobile network, uh, way back in the day. And then, uh, Cox, you know, as, as 4g came around, Cox decided it, it couldn't, couldn't hang anymore. And so it shut that whole thing down, um, about a decade ago. Um, so that, that was Cox's sort of first, uh, uh, mobile attempt. And then,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, years went past, it got caught up in a, in a patent, uh, law, uh, licensing lawsuit with Sprint. Yeah. yeah kind of in like 2015 timeframe. And what happened was is that the Cox and, and Sprint came to an agreement over these patents that Sprint has for covering VoIP technology. And so to avoid, a expensive and lengthy patent licensing lawsuit, Cox and Sprint reached an agreement. And part of that agreement sort of uh, had some language in it that sort of assumed that if Cox ever did go back to the mobile industry and try again, that it would do it with Sprint. Um, Oh, okay. Yeah. So they kind of had this- interesting. uh, Yeah. Sort of like- Somewhat of an agreement along those lines. That was that ten- almost
0: sounds like the, you know, when the hero meets the villain in um like an action movie and they're like, join me, or else. Yes. That's like they're only it was. Option. It was like,
1: well, you can have access to our patents, <laughs> but if you ever think about mobile, you definitely need to use the Sprint Network if if you do. And so yeah. Cox was like, Okay, that sounds great. <laughs> cool, cool, man. And, uh, and so that's what they So they signed that agreement. Um, and then uh, fast forward another few years in the 2020 timeframe. And uh, Cox uh, decided it was interested in getting back into mobile guys. Let's give this another shot with, you know, they say they saw companies like uh, Comcast and Charter um launching mobile services and they thought you know what about us where we yeah, want, I one, want one, too. one too let me i want to play Let's
0: start working on it right at the beginning of the pandemic uh,
1: pandemic good idea so cox, cox actually hired a couple of like um pretty well-known wireless executives as they started to get this whole thing you know they started thinking about it and um Cox actually has bought uh, several hundred million dollars worth of CBRS uh, spectrum uh, that they have not put to use yet, but they may at the, in the future uh, in a in a big way. Um, anyway, so they so they started thinking about a mobile service, and then in January of 2021, Cox did ink an MVNO agreement. But spoilers, it was with Verizon, not Sprint or. You know, the, the, company that acquired Sprint, T-Mobile. Trouble? I love it. Um, So so, uh, T-Mobile was not happy about this. So Mm T-Mobile acquired Sprint. T-Mobile knew that that agreement was still in place. (laughs) They were not happy. And they went to Cox and said, look, we had this prior agreement signed in 2015, like you're supposed to use our network if you get into the mobile industry. And Cox was like, we do not want to use your mobile network because our agreement with Verizon is like way cheaper, way cheaper than the agreement that they were going to do with T-Mobile. And so they said, nah, no, we're going to go with Verizon instead. And so T-Mobile was like, I don't think so. And so T-Mobile sued Cox because Cox was going to go into mobile with Verizon. And uh, T-Mobile basically totally ruined their launch cox had planned to oh, launch man. yeah cox had planned to launch mobile services at the end of 2021 mm-hmm. and had actually spent almost a hundred million dollars getting ready for that but
0: would they get like tom cruise signed up to yeah, i know i mean launch like, or something?
1: <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> um yeah it was a it was a pretty pretty substantial investment that they had made um wow. To, uh, to to get that up and running and then here you know here comes this uh, t- uh, t-mobile lawsuit stopped everything in his tracks so they blew that launch um, now fast forward another few months and um, Cox went back to the courts said hey like come on be cool guys and uh, there was a ruling out of of um, uh, the appeals court that they went to uh, in March of this year, of 2022, and the the ruling was what favored Cox, and it sort of opened the door for Cox to actually launch service. And so, um, that brings us to today, and just today, we found out a, another website, the Mobile World Live website, uh, got the scoop of uh, C- Cox was is getting ready to launch this fall, the fall of 2022. Uh, So they have a website up and running that says, "You know, our mobile service is coming soon. Mm -hmm. We're going to launch a few test markets this fall, and um, they're going to start an advertising campaign next month in in August for this mobile service. It is only available to Cox Internet subscribers, Mm -hmm. and we also we do not know what the pricing plans are going to be. They have not disclosed that yet. Um, Yeah, I'm
0: curious to see if you know. It sounds like it would be like a bundle. So yeah, what what that would be."
1: I mean, if you know, if history is any indication, it'll be almost exactly the same thing that that Charter and Comcast charge for mobile. In fact, I would mm-hmm. be shocked if it were any different. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> so, um, have, they, have they? You said they were going to release it to a few markets. Have they said which markets they're focused on first?
1: They have, and I will tell you. What those markets are as
0: okay. soon as
1: Just stall stall and the markets are, <laughs> um, Hampton Roads, Virginia, Las Vegas, Nevada, and Omaha, Nebraska, which are places I have no intention of ever visiting. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it doesn't sound. Uh, yeah. No,
0: thank you. Yeah. I wonder if they have a lot of customers in those areas. So it just that makes sense. That, yeah.
1: I've never yeah. been to any of the well, except for Vegas, and but I don't. Yeah. I, it's not my favorite place. Uh, so yeah, uh, pardon me for those people who live there and like those places. I've I've never been. I shouldn't <laughs> judge. Yeah,
0: good for you. <laughs> <laughs> like a bless great... your heart, as we say. In <laughs> yeah, <episodes>. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Um, so it, anything else that um, you know you're, you're expecting next with this service? Do you think things are gonna go well? Any other drama that happened along the way?
1: I know none that we know of yet. Uh, it's, it does seem like uh, T-Mobile has simmered down and doesn't intend to necessarily file a lawsuit against Cox uh, anymore. Um, you know, we'll see. The, they they still haven't launched services yet, so there's uh, still an opportunity to blow it, but uh, you know, they've they've gotten plenty of uh, experience over the last couple of years, so they should have probably everything in line ready to go. Um, you know, are Are re- they going
0: to be offering 5G
1: as well? Uh, yes, they did say that they would have both 4G and 5G. We we <laughs> have not yet received confirmation that it's Verizon's network, but I think that that's probably a pretty good Pretty good guess that it's Verizon's network, uh, so that would be yet another cable company that's using Verizon's network to launch mobile services. Um, And also another cable company that does own a substantial amount of CBRS spectrum and probably will use it uh, to build a small-scale mobile network in order to reduce the uh, MVNO expenses that they are paying to their mobile partner, which is probably Verizon.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, And you mentioned... You know cost as a factor any other thoughts on why verizon would be the preferred partner for some of these cable operators or is it is it mostly just the price point you think
1: yeah i think it's just because they're getting these really good screaming deals from verizon which is kind of weird you think that uh you know t-mobile mm-hmm. talks about how much uh, network capacity they have so you 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 would kind of assume that t-mobile would be pretty open to uh wholesale deals with cable companies but um uh, it certainly seems like Verizon is, is, is pretty intent on, um, becoming the wholesale provider to, uh, the cable industry. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we could be wrong. I don't know that, you know, it, it's possible that, that, um, T-Mobile lowered its rates and, and did manage mm-hmm. to get Cox as a, as an MVNO customer. We, we just don't know yet. We'll probably find out more as, uh, the fall launch rolls around. Yeah. Um So you know, could be either way. We we do know that um, T-Mobile has actually significantly lowered its MVNO rates for its current MVNO customers like uh, Google and Altice uh, and Dish, actually too. So th- there is a chance that they lowered their rates uh, below what Verizon is offering for its MVNO. Um, it will be interesting to find out more details as as they're available but you know this the story just broke uh today so we're you're getting it hot, hot off the press we don't we don't quite have all the answers just yet but we'll find out more as as time goes on um uh but yeah um uh, i i think the bottom line here is that you know c- cable companies apparently need to offer mobile
0: mm-hmm.
1: that is a required part of their uh of their go to market strategy
0: now yeah just to stay competitive um I guess, uh, Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's interesting that it it sounds like Verizon's wholesale rates are lower because aren't there unlimited plans for consumers higher than, you know, some for T-Mobile and AT&T?
1: Yeah. There's been some discussion as to, you know, Verizon's broad strategy. So, you know, on the one hand, Verizon sells mobile services under its own brand and that is the most expensive type of mobile service you can get. And then then on the (laughs) other hand, they're, um, you know, doing a wholesale agreement with uh, Comcast and Charter and Comcast and Charter are offering mobile services at a very low price point.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so you kind of have to wonder exactly what Verizon's strategy is. I have hypothesized that it's the strategy of keep your uh, friends close, but your enemies closer, mm-hmm. um, I think is the at the core of Verizon's calculus here because they know that, you know, if they don't get Comcast and Charter onto their own network, Comcast and Charter could go to an AT and T or T-Mobile or potentially even Dish at some point down the road, uh, and they're they're especially worried about that scenario. So it's better to have even if the you know revenues are relatively low, it's better to have Comcast and Charter and other cable companies on the Verizon network, just because then they at least are, are getting something. Uh,
0: yeah, yeah. And then I suppose they can kind of make up some of that difference in, um, you know, those uh consumers that are using those unlimited plans kind of reminds me a little of uh when my mom was a flight attendant she said that the airline didn't make any money off of everyone in the economy class it was just the first class passengers where they're making a profit yeah Um,
1: exactly it's like the movie theater actually makes money selling popcorn not movie tickets
0: right yeah yeah so Yep. Well, this is really interesting, um, Mike. Thanks for giving us some background. And um, we'll definitely keep watching as this story develops. And maybe they'll bring it to some markets closer to us. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Good. Thanks a bunch, Kelsey.
0: Thanks, Mike. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much, Mike, for taking the time to talk today. And thank you to our amazing producer, Pierre Landrio for making this episode. Be sure to subscribe to the Light Reading Podcast for more interviews and insights from the team. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.